0: Today's episode of Tales of the Void Fair is presented by the Project Derailed Patreon. If you are enjoying Tales of the Fair, Fables Around the Table, or any of the other content that we create, please consider becoming a patron. Get access to patron VIP channels on our Discord server, extended Q&A episodes, and a patron exclusive monthly podcast, Derailed Off the Rails, all now on a single $5 subscription tier. Head over to patreon.com slash project for more info. Last time on Tales of the Voidfarer. There's two dragons out there. Wait, two dragons?
1: Yeah, I don't want anybody to panic. Mm -mm. There are two dragons out there.
0: Two snowy owlbears. Aw, are they adorable? (laughs) Mama might be close. Yeah, definitely a possibility. Humanoid corpses in the snow.
2: Keep an eye out for the pirates of Gith. They're
0: the ones that give this brand. This spherical object comes floating out the top. Hello. Hello. I am a librarian. How can I be of service? You turn in time to see a snowy owl bear attack the shit out of your gargoyle.
3: Oh, <laughs> come on!
0: Well, this is the last episode of the year. Hey. Uh, or no, shit. I'm all messed up. At the time of this episode, it will be 2022.
2: Ooh. Oh. What celebrity death is Saker going to predict this <laughs> oh, year? Oh, I
1: forgot I did that. I have,
2: um, I have, Sometimes I will think of that, and I will periodically Google Henry Winkler to make sure he's okay. Is
1: Henry
3: Winkler. That's Henry right. Winkler's got, what, like, 17, 18 days left? <laughs> oh, man. He's got to push through.
1: Yeah. Uh, this year, I am calling Tom Selleck.
3: Oh, is well, Tom Selleck already dead?
2: Yeah, is Tom Selleck alive?
1: I think he's
3: alive. But I think he's in is movie. a movie. a good indication if we don't even know. Uh, yeah, he's alive. Yeah, I was about to say, I was 99% sure he was going to make a, like, cameo in some movie recently. Alive and huh. living in
1: Detroit. Huh. Wow. Well, how
3: about that? Huh. Well, good for him. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Rip.
0: Anyway. Baker <laughs> so
2: like... just really, really hates Magnum PI.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I'm still processing 2020. Uh... <laughs>
1: Fucking, I'm still processing 2019. I don't know yeah, what the fuck. Real. Yeah. We only got three months into 2020.
0: It, it feels like we just started this podcast, <laughs> but it's no. like fucking three years later and yeah. uh, like over 50 episodes.
1: Jesus. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. What have we done? There was like a vampire.
2: Is that the right podcast?
1: Vampire? <laughs> yeah. No, vampire? That's,
0: you're right. Right on.
2: Okay, cool. That's that it. was fun. I judge how old the podcast is by how old Saker's child is. If I'm being honest, oh like my I, god! <laughs> like I, I see I mean, a picture, that's, that's one I way see to a do picture, it. and I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Boyd is really old now. Oh man,
1: <laughs> just picture this child plus like four months, and that's how old this podcast looks. Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's it makes sense though you have like an actual like thing you can keep track of oh no
1: now I'm never gonna think of him as just a child again he's nothing more (laughs) than a measuring stick for Tales of the (laughs) (laughs) fair.
0: well let's uh let's mark another notch on the doorframe of this podcast and Hmm. uh, kick off another episode yeah (laughs) so if you recall there's some owlbears attacking you now
2: Yep. Well, that's right. Snowy owl bears, importantly.
0: They are snowy owlbears. bears. They're adorable. They are. <laughs> and the two in front of you at the moment are angry. So you find yourselves in the atrium of one of the spires of the Grand Quadrivium in this uh, gigantic ancient library city of the Cretorian Empire, the Lyceum Aconis.
1: Sorry, it's been a long time since we recorded last. Did we already laugh at Grand Quadrivium? Or is that yeah. something that we haven't laughed at yet?
0: Yeah, we have yeah. I mean, I said okay, it like okay. four billion times last okay, good, episode. Good. I'm
1: just checking it.
0: It is, in fact, a real word.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, like, I'm just looking up weird synonyms from <laughs> the fucking 14th century <laughs> for all kinds of fantasy words. But yes. <laughs> so you guys are in uh, the atrium of this Spire you found the remains of what looks like some people who seemingly have been stranded on this icy world and left to die there was some owlbear cubs having themselves a tasty frozen snack of their remains which you scared off into a enclosed area of the rubble not far away and you discovered a librarian a floating construct that can provide you information about where bits of knowledge are scattered throughout the city and while you were conversing with this construct some owlbears arrived the presumably the parents of the cubs that you saw earlier one of them attacks marco's summoned gargoyle but first let's roll for initiative and then we'll handle that attack
1: (coughs) This is probably a a dumb question to ask this far into the show, but initiative is plus dex, right?
0: Oh my God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, I DM a game. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Can you go back and retroactively add one to every initiative I've ever rolled during this adventure?
3: (laughs) I didn't
2: want to say the answer because I was afraid I was
1: wrong.
3: (laughs) It, it's Dex unless something else is also boosting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Did anybody get higher than
1: a
0: 20? I
1: got a 20, which is not higher than a 20, so no.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. I'm, okay. I'll get to it in a second. Uh, 15 to 20? No. I mean, um, do you want
1: me to say it again?
0: No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I got you. <laughs> but that just means that I got to put a bunch of NPCs in, and you guys are all going to wait. Woohoo!
2: <laughs> we just want we we want to be polite. Just let them go first. That's
0: fair. <laughs> After you. Ah, go on.
3: Mr. Albert. take a swipe at me.
2: <laughs> They're All so right. cute.
3: 10 to 15.
0: 10.
2: 11. Well, there you go. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, we will first resolve the surprise attack on the gargoyle. Does the gargoyle ha- go on your initiative or does it have its own initiative? goes on my initiative okay oh (laughs) i know shit just rolled a nat 20 (laughs) wow rip (laughs) okay so it that was a uh 27 to hit obviously uh so as a critical that's going to be 28 slashing damage to your gargoyle
3: all right, it's still up. It's actually only like slightly weaker than I am at this point, which like, I think says more about the gargoyle than it does me.
0: Huh. Uh, um, and then the owlbear's second attack, as it attacks with its beak, is going to be a 19. A 19
3: to hit. That will hit.
0: Uh, and then 10 piercing damage.
3: All right. Uh, let's see here. got to ask, though, is this owlbear magical?
0: Uh, No. All
3: right, that will be half damage. Okay. Yep.
0: We're good. He's still up. Got it. Okay. Uh, Luckbeak, you're up.
3: Uh,
1: remind me how many owlbears there are again?
0: There are, uh, two owlbears that are a threat. Um, there are two smaller owlbears that have fled where they were scavenging the remains of the people and have, like, hidden in some rubble on the other side of you from the attacking owlbears. So you have inadvertently put yourselves between these owlbears and their cubs.
1: So, um, I'm going to go for the one that hasn't struck the gargoyle. Okay. Um, and out of panic, uh, I'm going to do my thing that I do the most, which is I'm going to cast animal friendship.
0: Ooh. Ooh.
1: Uh, Okay. Uh, is it's intelligence four or higher? I believe. I'm sure it is. I like failing
0: on this. <laughs> uh, no, it's not.
1: What? Uh-oh. Holy shit. Uh, you were close that time, though. They are
0: beasts. They the- are okay. animals.
1: The beast must succeed on a wisdom saving throw.
0: I'm going to say it has advantage on the roll because the situation. We haven't attacked them. Well, yeah, we're in between. It. I'm sure it still failed. That's a 10.
1: Yep, that's a fail. Holy shit, it's charmed for 24 hours. Ha!
2: We have a new pet. Oh, my God. So uh, I think uh,
1: Luckbeak, like, uh, uh, points at this thing and um, starts, I guess, gibbering in Doar. Uh, And um, I don't know if there's some, like, snowy connection that this snowy owlbear feels with this penguin language. Um, But uh, but I, I feel like maybe, I don't know. That there's some connection between these two creatures now.
0: Okay. Yeah, it, it comes in threatening. It's it's uh, the feathers on its shoulders and head bristling. It's beak bared and snarling uh, as the other one has attacked the gargoyle, and it's, like, now turning on you guys. And then it, like, stops, uh, and its feathers kind of go down a little bit, and it kind of cocks its head at you and just lets out, like, chirps.
1: Now, we we don't mean you any harm, is there any way you could tell your friend that?
0: Uh it kind of just cocks its head at you. Okay. But it does it's not threatening towards you.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Now is this only towards you or is it you and your allies?
1: Um, if you or one of your companions harms the target, it says it's charmed by you.
0: Got it. Um yeah, so it is still an animal, right. like you're not controlling it magically, Right, it's just friendly towards you, Sure. so to get it to do anything, you'd still have to make animal handling checks, but you can do that with advantage. Okay. So like a command of like, can you tell your friend we're we're fine, is yeah. probably no, too course. complex yeah. of yeah. something for an animal, and you're willing to bet that the magic of your charm spell may not hold up once combat actually starts proper. Yeah, <laughs> all right because like it you guys attacking its mate probably will have a similar effect to you guys attacking it.
1: Uh well then I yell out to Marco and Ravnus and say they're friendly even okay. though they're clearly not. The,
0: the one <laughs> I mean to be fair one of them does. The one of them looks friendly. <laughs> I think I would just look confused. <laughs> um actually
1: I'm going to use my action search. Mm. To, oh. Uh Nick, I'm reading through the spell message and it doesn't say we have to share a language. It just That's says correct. I can whisper a message and it hears the message, but it doesn't understand the message.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right never mind i'm not gonna do action surge. (laughs) that would be like the the most baller action surge i'm gonna use action surge to do like role play actions in a combat
1: Uh, uh, that sounds exactly like something i would do exactly
0: Uh, (laughs) it's so
3: quintessentially sacred Uh, fuck now you guys are making me feel bad that i'm
1: not doing it (laughs) no no you could do whatever you want all right i action surge to message Uh, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to message, like, uh, kind of a, uh, a, a cooing noise in its ear to sort of calm it while gesturing at, uh, at, at the rest of our party. So can I roll animal handling for this?
0: Yeah, I'll let you do that.
1: Okay. Animal handling. (laughs) Haha, that's a nine. Wait, hold on. Ooh. I'm also lucky. I'm spending one of my luck points to roll an additional D20 before finding the result of my roll. Mm -hmm. And I got a seven.
3: (laughs) How lucky. lucky.
0: I should have just shot this poor motherfucker. Didn't say good luck. (laughs) No, it's true. Yeah, so this was targeted at the owlbear that was like attacking the gargoyle.
1: No, no, no. This was targeted at my friend Albert because I wanted. Oh, the friend I wanted him to like not attack my friends.
0: Well, did you roll? Did you roll that with advantage? No. Because that's the one you charmed.
1: Oh. Oh, you get advantage.
0: Oh, okay then Yeah, try. you charmed it, so you have advantage on animal handling. Sure. Expert. Okay. I mean, you don't. You also don't have to use message on it. I To know. do that.
1: I'm panicking, Nick. I'm panicking. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, this time I rolled and got a natural twenty.
0: Well. Okay. <laughs> there is that look. <laughs> yeah, through your gestures and cooing and and everything, and th- projecting your cooing into its brain somehow. <laughs>
3: right.
0: It looks around, kind of confused, but it kind of drops all of its uh, hostile posture. However, this is doing nothing to affect the other oh, of one that not, still no. seems angry. Oh,
1: I'm gonna ride this thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, the other one is still kind of preoccupied with what it sees as the largest threat in the room, which is the gargoyle, because it is the owlbear's turn now. So... Marco, uh, renounce
1: all involvement with that gargoyle. Say you never knew it, and you never had any dealings with it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is going to be a 23 to hit. Uh, Yeah, you're good, buddy. 14 slashing damage as it claws, and then that's a 19 to hit with its beak for 10 piercing damage.
3: It also hits. It is still up, but it is kind of crumbling. One more good hit is going to drop it.
0: Yeah. This owlbear, the, the owlbear that you've charmed is like kind of squawks at the other one, but the other one doesn't really respond. However, nothing has attacked either of them yet. So that's good. Well, the owlbear you've charmed is actually going to try and like lumber past you to try and get to the cubs.
1: Perfect. That's fine. I'll let it go.
0: Roxana and Ezerath are kind of in like kind of tense combat stances and they like kind of nervously shift aside. Merrick does the same. Brohane is on the back of Ira and Scriv is kind of hiding in the back and they all kind of just like following your lead, just kind of let this Albert pass yep. and kind of nervously step to one side.
1: Good. I don't want to yell. I don't want to. I oh, this is here's good podcasting. I just you know what? I uh, I just make I make this face. I just go.
0: Perfect. Wonderful. <laughs>
3: okay.
0: <laughs> That's great. Do you want to do you want to describe it?
1: No. That one's for the people on our Patreon who are getting the video feed of this show.
0: Wow, that's impressive. We're not even getting a video feed right now.
2: Because we're not paying for our Patreon. Yeah.
1: Fuck, you're right. I've been recording all these for my personal Patreon.
0: <laughs> all right, it's Merrick's turn. Merrick is, like, holding his club. Uh He has his club and his shield out, and he kind of looks at you like me and goes, Um, are we just i'm so confused right now
1: yeah let that one through once the other one sees that it can get to its cubs and we're not gonna fight it it's fine oh i got so panicked i slipped into my old accent
0: <laughs> i love that you've established that that happens canonically
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep definitely canonically a saker fucking up <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a feature I mean, it's, not a bug. yeah exactly <laughs> um all right merrick will like kind of shrug and step aside as well um I'm going to make a D20 roll for no reason at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's Brohane and Ira's turn. Um, They're kind of just going to, like, ride it out, kind of see what's happening, what's going on. Uh, Ezerath will do the same.
2: Ravnus. Ravnus is also riding it out and seeing what happens. Um, She still has a hand on her weapon, um, but she's not... Attacking currently because Luckbeak said not to, and that seems to actually be a thing so far.
0: Um, hmm. and okay, now it is Marco and the Gargoyle, which is Mark. the title of a weird spinoff. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Marco and the Gargoyle, it's a weird one. Um, may I make a perception check? I want to see if I can like see a clear exit.
0: Uh, yeah, you don't need to roll a perception check for that. Um, you can see that there is one. So you already know there's stairs that descend to lower levels, um, but this is the level that has... There's a large archway that extends out into the plaza that connects the four spires of the Grand Quadrivium. There's, like, a 50-foot-long bridge, and it opens up into this large plaza um, that you can kind of see out into the open, uh, and it's covered with ice and snow. But that's actually the the, the where the albears came in from.
3: And that is... correct me if I'm wrong from your description before that's outside, right? That is outside I am safer here so, um I'm gonna basically like tell uh, the gargoyle to fly upwards out of the reach of the owlbear and I'm gonna stand still
0: Okay, the owlbear does get an attack of opportunity
3: Uh, fair enough to it
0: Man, I'm really liking this d20 That is going to be a 25 to hit Okay. 14 slashing damage
3: Yeah, that that drops him. The gargoyle smashes into pieces.
0: Um, It flaps its wings to ascend and kind of shoots upward, and as it does, the snowy owlbear raises onto its back legs and just with one claw just bats it and just cleaves this thing in half, and it just bursts into rubble, and that rubble like kind of disintegrates into dust before it hits the ground, the summoned creature poofing back to the elemental plane of Earth.
3: Um I'm going to hold an action and if this thing attacks then I will release it. Okay?
0: All right. Um so it is Roxana's turn. She's kind of standing there kind of following everyone else's lead just kind of see what happens. You guys are basically trying to play it off like the gargoyle was not with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when the gargoyle gets uh, hit, I cheer. Yeah. Oh, you did it. Yay! Hey, yeah, thank god, you saved us.
0: Yeah, so as as the rubble uh, there's this loud crack of the rubble breaking and kind of scattering around, you kind of cheer and the the sounds of the <laughs> rubble and your cheers and the owlbear screeches echo around to this chamber. All right. Lucky, it's your turn.
1: Um, the owlbear that just destroyed the gargoyle, is it like yeah. setting its sights on anyone else?
0: Yes, it's now turned to the group and it still looks threatening, um it looks like it's going to attack the next closest person if nothing changes.
1: And who is the next closest person out of curiosity? Probably be
3: me or
0: grabness I also imagined Luck was kind of okay. closer because Animal Friendship, because I'm sure that spell has a range.
1: Uh probably uh yeah, thirty feet.
0: Yeah. So it's it's gonna be one of one of you three.
1: Um, so I'm going to Um Basically the noises that the the docile owl bear maid. Uh, I'm using Master of Intrigue, which is one of my rogue skills, which allows me to uh-huh. unerringly mimic the speech patterns of a creature that I hear, um, allowing myself to pass off as a native speaker, <laughs> provided that I know the language. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to make uh, uh, kind of owl berry like, uh, sounds at it while like, kind of Pushing like everybody aside and like providing a path to the kids.
0: Okay. okay. Um, make uh, I'll I'll let you make an animal handling check with advantage. Ooh. So this this bear is not charmed by you. Right. So it it it's not friendly by any means. But because you're you're going out of your way to mimic the sounds that it's making, um, an animal handling check uh, has a greater chance of success. Okay. Well, <laughs> that'll be a five. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's any less hostile. Yeah, but I will say that you making your sounds at it makes it kind of cock its head with confusion. Okay, and it hesitates, so it will not attack this round. Uh, You're fairly certain, though, it probably will next round. Okay,
1: I. I you know what? I... Hey, 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 guys! Is there a reason we're standing here? Is there some other place we could maybe move to? Uh,
0: you did have to like rappel a rope down like 50 feet to get to this. Yeah, point. but there's like no exits at all. You could descend stairs down to lower levels or run across the bridge outside. Okay. Um, beyond that, you haven't seen any other exits.
2: Isn't there dragons outside though? <laughs> there
0: there <is>. are. <laughs> okay.
3: yeah, that's why I decided to take my chances with the bear. Yeah. All right. That's all I'm good.
0: Merrick is looking extra nervous now. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, should, should we, like, go somewhere? Should we hide at least? Go uh, downstairs. Merrick will nod. Okay, yes. And he'll, like, turn and start walking. Uh, the owlbear is suddenly going to turn at him and screech, like, don't fucking go anywhere. <laughs> and he's just going to stop. <laughs> Uh, Scriv uh, was, is standing where Merrick is as well and was like basically going to follow him and he also stops.
3: I like the descriptor that you gave, Nick, that he walks. So all I could think of is just lowers his weapon and casually starts strolling away. <laughs>
0: like yeah.
2: whistling, like,
0: you uh-huh. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the is like, no, stay fucking where I can see you. So the owlbear's screech for Merrick to stop reverberates around the chamber and you actually see some bits of ice and stuff fall. And it suddenly responded by a roar coming from outside. That shakes the tower even more.
3: Oh. Um, Nick, at that moment can I um, unleash my held action? Uh you were your held action was to attack the owl? My held action was to cast a spell on the owlbear. If the owlbear started to do anything.
0: Yeah, the owlbear I... hadn't attacked, it just it just roared at Merrick in response to Merrick trying to go somewhere.
3: It's the, I guess it was the the screech from the outside that
0: would probably have prompted me but yeah uh, that doesn't that's not coming from the out there um, but you can you can if, if you'd like to take your held action now you can um, the screech from the outside definitely sounded like a dragon <laughs> yeah
3: I would think I would assess the situation um, I will cast hold monster on it neat wisdom saving. Six. All right. Um, so it is currently paralyzed. Um, it gets a save at the end of its subsequent turns. And I think at that moment, after I would uh, cast a hold monster on it,
0: I would look at it and I would say to everyone, now's your chance. Get downstairs. Yeah. So it roars at Merrick. And then there's the sound of the dragon. And it actually like goes to look up to see where that came from. And as you cast hold monster on it, you just suddenly see its muscles just seized and it just stands frozen like a statue, its body unmoving. And the entire tower kind of shakes as something lands on the side, and you see a white scaly head begin to look in through one of the archwayed windows as there appears to be a dragon that has been drawn by the commotion. Brohane is on the back of Ira, and he goes, um, Do we still go, or will it see us?
1: even if it can, sees us it, it can't get in here right
3: can i make an arc can i make a history or arcana or, or nature check to see if it's visual acuities
0: based on movement
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Our dragon's dinosaur. laughs> uh,
0: no you don't need to make a check you know that that theory has been debunked thought so <laughs> it sees us <laughs> oh, right. And then he's just going to like kind of grab the controls of Ira and it leaps over to the stairwell. And Ezarath is going to nod and start sprinting that way as well. Ravness.
2: Double move to the stairs. Get the fuck out of here.
0: Okay, yeah, as you guys all begin scattering, the dragon does in fact roar into the chamber, reverberating and bits of rubble and ice begin kind of falling around. Nothing that's like threatening, but it's definitely like you feel its roar in your core. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ravnus, you can get there. Marco.
3: Um. All right, so I have to be within 90 feet of this thing for this to hold. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to move towards the door like backpedaling and then unleash it once i'm as far as i can
0: get so i mean this atrium is large but you can basically get to the stairwell without leaving that 90 feet range so you could kind of get there and continue to hold the monster for now
3: but i would release it because i don't want the owlbear to get barbecued frozen in place yeah yeah sounds good yeah i would release it and then like hope that the dragon was enough for it to be like run and not Hey, look! There's a penguin. So
1: you're, yeah, you're releasing it before <laughs> I get downstairs.
0: Uh, yeah. You have a turn before I believe. Yeah. Yeah. No, wait. Uh, yeah, so yes, I did. one, one round before. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you're not adjacent to it. So yeah, uh, yeah, Marco, you get most of the way to the stairs, and then you drop the the monster, and immediately, like Beak, you see the Albert begin looking around, panic in its eyes, <laughs> as there is a dragon here now. Right. Uh, Roxana is going to head to the stairs as well. Luckbeak. Yeah, I'm heading to the stairs. Okay. You kind of scamper your way back that way. You get to just where, like, the corner of the rubble. And as you're running, you look back, and you see that the owlbear panics and runs out of the chamber. Now, the other owlbear has, like, recovered its cubs, but upon the dragon arriving has, like, hunkered down. And you see this large owlbear running out onto the bridge, and suddenly, whoosh, another larger dragon swoops out of nowhere, crashes into this running owlbear, talons first, crumbling the bridge beneath it, lifting the owlbear up and carrying it out of sight, out of the frame of the archway. No, oh boy. Nicholas. And the other dragon, which... Having seen that one is significantly smaller. It watches the their dragon fly off with an owl there and it looks back into the room. Uh, Merrick and Scriv are going to uh, run as well. And I am going to need the people pulling up the rear, Merrick, Scriv, Luckbeak, and Roxana all need to make dexterity saving.
1: Did I see that owlbear being taken away? Yeah. Fuck, now I have to stay in this room. Those owlbear cubs are going to need a new daddy, so I guess <laughs> I live here now. <laughs>
0: you are already friends with their mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got an 11. An 11? Uh, That's not going to do it. Oh, boy. Um, Roxana fails. Scriv succeeds. Merrick succeeds. All right, Roxana and Luckbeak, you are taking 45 points of cold damage. Holy fuck. And Merrick and Scriv are taking half of that, which is 22, as this dragon just breathes a blizzard into this chamber, and you are caught in it as you are just making your way to the stairwell. The... Al uh seem to be at least partially protected from, like, the little, like, alcove that the cubs had hidden in. Um, the mom is going to take a little bit of damage, though, but uh, she seems to be okay. You could catch a a glimpse, Luckbeak, as this dragon kind of twists its head around, seeing if it can squeeze its way in. And then it gives up, hearing the roar of the larger dragon with its owlbear dinner some distance away, It turns its head, and it looks back in, um, its eyes kind of darting around menacingly, almost as if to twirl its mustache at you, (laughs) and and leaps off of the, the building, extending its wings to catch the air and coast away. And we are out of rounds. Jesus.
1: Um, I mean, I I guess I am going to go
0: back and check on the mama and the cubs. Yeah, you can see that the mom, uh, her fur and feathers along her one flank are pretty frozen. And she's walking with a little bit of a limp, but uh, she otherwise seems okay. Uh, okay. And it doesn't look like the cubs got any of it. The mom protected them.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna, like, draw an arrow in the snow and ice on the floor here, like, to the stairwell, just to be, like, you need to move out of the window, <laughs> the area where things can see you. But then I'm gonna... Make an animal handling yeah, check with advantage. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, that's a 13. Yeah, you can kind of reach out, and it'll let you, like, pet it. Okay. And as you're kind of gesturing, it looks at you and cocks its head. And you can kind of, like, reach up and pull gently on, like, the side of its head to kind of direct it that way. And it lumbers up off of its haunches and starts walking that way and turns and squawks at the cubs, which are trembling with fear. And they uh, begin loping their way in the direction you've indicated. Okay. Now, this bear is huge. It is like a polar bear. Yeah, how big is the stairwell? I mean, it's big enough to accommodate it, right? Um, So the enclosure of the stairwell is large enough, and it would probably be able to squeeze its way down the actual stairs, but it, like, just barely. Like, you wouldn't, no one would be able to walk alongside it. Okay, <laughs> it's fine, as long as it's out of, better
1: uncomfortable than dead. Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to try to convince it to make a new nest here.
0: I'll tug its ear downward. That's all. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it'll it'll follow you for now
1: no, no, no. You gotta go home. You can't follow me anymore. <laughs> you live here now. Oh, you're so beautiful.
0: It, it nestles uh, your beak with it.
1: <laughs> can we keep it? <laughs> no, I know I have to leave it here. I uh, I just
0: walk away from it. Anyone um,
2: else thinking about that part in the Fox and the Hound? Oh no!
0: <laughs> Why would you bring this movie up?
2: So I wanted everyone else to be sad too.
0: Uh, you see that Roxana is pretty severely like frostbitten down like one side. She took it pretty badly. Uh, I mean, Luckbeak, you yeah. you got hit pretty hard too. Scriv and Merrick are both also uh, shivering merrick is shivering his teeth are clattering and uh, scriv is not reacting that same way but you can see that he doesn't have the same range of movement that he normally does arella arella is not here. oh wait who did we bring
1: <laughs> to cleric us uh
0: scriv can heal oh, a little bit scriv. and so can brohane oh, okay
1: oh yeah i think it was brohane that we- okay
0: brohane will reach into his satchel and you can see him seeming to like mix some chemicals and uh, he'll pull out, like, a test tube of, like, an opaque red liquid that is kind of in the cold air, steaming slightly. He'll hold it out to you. Okay. He goes, just so you know, I, um, you can only benefit from one of these once per day. Your body becomes acclimated to it, so you won't be able to heal from another one until tomorrow. But it looks like now's the time.
1: Yeah, for sure. I gulp it down.
0: And he'll he'll mix up some other ones uh, and hand one to Roxana and one to Merrick and one to Scriv. You gain 3d8 hit. Ooh. I'll let you roll. Up. Okay. 1, two, 3, 7, 7,
1: 5, 19. Not bad.
0: 19. Um, I'm going to use that number for everybody. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, so, yeah, that basically gets Merrick and Scriv basically back up. is still pretty rough, for her at least, but definitely not as bad. And Brohain will actually say, I could mix up more of these for everyone else if you want to just hang on to them and use them at your leisure. You can stopper them if that's something that you'd like in case of an emergency. Um,
1: yes, yeah. We could... How? Why have we never done this in the five adventures before this?
0: Well, it, we didn't really, like, need to. Uh, yeah, but I mean... It would have been nice. Well, see, the the drafts expire at the end of the day. Ah, uh, sure. Okay. So, like, I have to, like, give them out each day. And if, like, there's not really a need, then I just don't bother. So, uh, and then he kind of gestures to the four of you and goes, well, you've kind of already benefited from it. So, like I said, you can't again, but I can mix up some more for everyone else. Uh, and he will, in fact, uh, mix up healing drafts for Azeroth, Ravnus, and himself. Is that everybody? And Marco.
3: Yeah. yeah, Um. Yeah, Marco takes it I think Marco kind of looks around and just kind of says Very plainly So we should probably find somewhere safe to hold up for a second So we can actually figure out what all we're doing Yeah, sounds good And I think we could all use a short rest <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> We should find a safe and enclosed place to make camp The stairwell should be good If maybe another landing down or so To so just get us a little bit further away from the open air and As long as we're not near a window I'm sure we'll be fine Sure. So if I'm hearing you correctly, we're going to make camp and then assess what the next course of action is. Correct.
3: Because now we have at least two. The so odds are there's problems.
0: At that point, you hear a buzzing sound come up from behind you and says, Well, that was exciting. It is the floating, gyrating orb of the librarian that you were speaking to before the oh. the attack. Did he
1: always have the voice of
3: movie phone?
0: he kind of did okay. yeah. yeah,
3: I think the first thing that Marco would ask is like is there any way you can control the volume of your oh, voice yes of course
0: his voice sounds exactly the same the, like the same intonation and everything it's just like somebody hit the volume down a couple notches so the, for the purposes of the podcast I'm going to speak exactly the same I'm just going to turn the volume down in the edit <laughs> he doesn't have a whisper mode he just has a volume <laughs> slider I like that is, is this, this better? better? much.
3: Can you move far outside of your little uh, tube?
0: Yes, I can follow you to wherever your assistance requires me to be.
3: Oh, fantastic then. Then um, stay on my hip.
0: Uh, it literally flies down to your hip level. Um, you know, floating generally next to the shoulder it- is fine.
3: Of course.
0: And it up to that level.
3: Iron Man 2
1: 810 p.m.
0: why is he quoting the ancient (laughs) scriptures to me (laughs) if you need any assistance at any time you need only ask well first question what's
3: on the floor below
0: this one the floor below in the south tower of the grand quadrivium is and it sparks and sputters a little bit as Nick looks at his
2: notes. (laughs) We get a loading screen.
0: It's running on Vista. (laughs) It is the entry-level workshops for the Topaz Academy. Thank you. Probably a safe
3: place to go. I'm sure most students don't get much sunlight. And he just starts marching forward.
0: Um, You guys head down there and the next landing down is far more enclosed than the one above. From the stairwell, there is a hallway that goes to a circular central hub that kind of has rooms that open up like pie slices off of it. And some of them do have windows to the outside, but not all of them. And you can find one that doesn't.
3: And, yeah, we'd probably take that one.
0: Yeah. And everything is kind of in disarray. There's rubble even in these ones, but it is significantly warmer than the ones that are exposed to the air. And not a lot is intact, but it does certainly look like this used to be workshops and classrooms. You can see across one wall looks like the remains of pegs that where, like, all kinds of tools were hung, and there are workbenches arranged in rows. So it almost looks like this kind of cross between a high school science lab and a workshop room. Or at least you can imagine it looking that way 10,000 years ago.
3: Yeah. Um, Marco's just going to shrug, like, start pushing stuff aside to set up, like, any sort of base and, like, start setting up tents
0: yeah roxana will do the same and she'll uh she'll say uh i can start making a fire
1: we're gonna chill here Um. Uh, no pun intended
3: be sure to be careful with some of the materials they
0: might be um explosive brohane will say uh yeah that's a good point that's a good point if this was an artificer's college who knows what you'll stumble across Though I don't imagine, unless it's imbued with uh, a crazy amount of energy, magical or otherwise, uh, that uh, its potency would have survived the passing of 10,000 years, but you never know.
3: Yeah, it's just uh, caution. Caution.
0: Yeah, he'll nod. Uh, the owlbears, uh don't come into this room. They kind of stay in, like, the central hub outside, which is still pretty enclosed, Um but uh, the mom kind of like curls up and kind of licks her her wounds and the, the cubs kind of stay nearby as well.
1: Hey, Brohane, do those potions work on creatures too? Like non-sentient sort of, you know what I mean?
0: Uh, they should.
1: Okay, can you mix me up one while we're resting?
0: Uh, sure. Um, he'll reach into his, his satchel, and it's it doesn't take any time at all. Okay. um, You see him just kind of deftly mix some chemicals together and hold out another healing draft. Cool. Uh, I take it, and then I obviously
1: take it over to the mama, and uh, I, like, put it to her beak and gesture, like,
0: throwing it back, basically. She kind of cocks her, her head at it and kind of nudges it with her beak. Yeah. Pour it down her throat. <laughs> animal handling check with advantage.
2: You're giving a cat some medication. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh,
2: That's a 16.
0: Yeah, you can do it. Um, She does end up swallowing the cork. Oh. Oh, Uh, By mistake, but it, it doesn't seem to bother her at all. Okay and you manage to get most of it down. And she does pretty immediately seem better. She kind of like perks up and shakes her beak, and her feathers kind of ruffle and lay back down, and you can actually see that the frozen bits along her one flank already begin looking healthier.
1: Uh, Okay. I say, your name isn't Agnes. Your name isn't Agnes. I'm not naming you. Your name isn't Agnes.
0: (laughs) It cocks its head. Okay. I turn around. One of the cubs nudges you with its beak from behind.
1: Ollie, stop. No, not Ollie. No, you don't have <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I'm, I'm ignoring them. I'm crossing my arms and turning my back. The other cub
0: tries to take your quill out of your
1: pocket. <laughs> oh, he's a natural author. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I, I show him how it works. I, like, start saying things and the quill starts scrawling
0: on the ground. It is fascinated and, like, bats at it with its front paw. (sighs) (laughs)
1: Okay. (laughs) I know, I know in my heart just being a magic adept that after 24 hours, this thing is going to try to fucking maul me again. (laughs) But Maybe. uh,
0: (laughs) How much of an impression are you planning to make? I
1: think I did a pretty good job. And I am its new dad. (laughs) So... (laughs) Alright, I'm gonna...
0: What did did you not name the third one?
1: Uh, Nick, do I have to tell you? (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) I, I named it I named it Anthony the Gnome.
0: (laughs) Anthony the. Agnes, Ollie, and Anthony the Gnome. That's right.
3: I'm sorry. Well, here we are.
0: (laughs) New fan favorite, (laughs) Voidfarer
2: characters. (laughs) We're going to have such good merchandising from this
0: episode. (laughs) Mm, Yep. Totally not the plan. Hey everyone, Nick Urasiva here, your Dungeon Master and Time Traveler from 2023. Meh, nothing to report. Thanks for listening to this third episode of Chapter 6 of Tales of the Voidfarer. As I mentioned at the top of the show, if you are enjoying listening as much as we are enjoying playing, we'd be incredibly appreciative if you considered supporting us over on the Project Derailed Patreon. Now with a new single $5 subscription tier, you get access to our Patreon exclusive Discord channels, extended Q&A episodes, and a whole extra podcast where the Derailed team just sits around and chats about whatever nerdy topics happen to be on our minds that month. Check out a clip from that show at the end of this episode. And we know not everyone is able to pitch in, but you can always support the show at no cost to you by leaving a review on iTunes or simply spreading the word on social media. And as always, just thank you for listening. Visit Patreon.com/projectderailed If you'd like to subscribe, you should give us a follow on our social media at voidfarer podcast on Facebook and at voidfarer on Twitter. Come hang out with us over on the Project Derailed Community Discord. We are always over there talking anything and everything pop culture, discussing RPGs, sharing memes, and playing games. Head to projectderailed.com discord to join in on the fun. Did you know that the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines the word shirt as a garment for the upper part of the body? What does that have to do with anything? Well, we just happen to have stuff that fits that exact description available over at the Project Derailed Redbubble Shop. I know. Crazy, right? Plus, they even have cool Voidfarer and Fables Around the Table art on them. Don't believe me? Head over to bit.ly slash shop and see for yourself. Theme song by Tom Goldthwait with additional music by purple-planet.com. And the next episode of Tales of the Voidfarer lands on Tuesday, January 18th, 2022. See you then. Gribb was quiet for the whole first part of the game. It's because I totally didn't forget his cup down
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> didn't bring the cup to D&D. Didn't bring it to Floyd.
0: Finn. I know.
1: Oh, do you do the cup for a D&D hey, as well?
0: Yeah, the, the Warforged that I play in Tom's Eberron game, I do the cup thing. Nice. All righty then. So you guys make camp in this ancient artificer's laboratory in uh, Flapwing you get back to camp from healing up your new owlbear companion, friend Mm,
1: don't say companion (laughs) they're not my companions yet Mm. (laughs) yet (laughs) I I am going to wander over to Marco and go, Marco how much do you know about owlbears?
3: Um, I'm not a druid but I know a decent amount, why?
1: like, are they like cool to live outside of like, you know outside of cold environments?
3: Can I make a nature check? Yeah, you can make a nature check.
2: We just start keeping Uh, the void pair really,
3: really cold. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That would be a dirty non-nat 20.
0: Yeah, you would know that arctic adapted subspecies of owlbear like this. They're definitely going to be happier in the cold weather. They can live just fine uh, in temperate conditions. Definitely don't want to take them to anything overly hot or arid. They will not be happy and probably not survive along there but they're they're basically resilient
3: they're known to be resilient um all things considered uh they can probably survive just fine, especially on the void fair but i mean if uh you'd probably want to make a decent home for them in the cold or hold on a second wait are you? This is all hypothetical, right?
1: Like, as you've been talking, I've been narrowing my eyes and looking angrier and angrier at you. And I'm like, no, of course it's not hypothetical. I thought you were going to say that there was no way they could live outside. Marco, just tell me they can't.
3: Marco looks perplexed. Why, why would I say that? Because uh, I don't... It's, it's not true. The, the science says that they could generally live in, in temperate climates.
1: Are you looking to adopt... Like just a little baby.
3: They, they you see the the outcome that the, the cubs will grow to be what the, they'll be the size of one of uh, the size of Toshi in, in non shrunk form. A little bigger. Yeah, but
1: yeah, yeah, you're you're right, you're right, you're right. That was it's a stupid thing to think. It's you're right, you're right, you're right, right?
3: because
1: um, like they wouldn't be good bodyguards I, or anything, right?
3: Well, I mean, they actually do have a pretty good. Uh, <laughs> 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 I guess with proper amount of training, they could probably be pretty good guards. You're right. wait, just hold on. What? Um, well, logistically, we probably can't get them to the Void Fair.
1: Right. Why?
3: Because they're giant, and we're currently making our way through a maze of right, a city. Right. 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 And and I
1: mean, we wouldn't want to. We wouldn't want to separate Agnes from 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 Hot Rod Roddy. <laughs> I'm sorry. He used to be named Anthony the Gnome. I'm, I'm still feeling it out, okay? Um, this isn't making much sense. Sorry. You're right.
3: I'm cool. It's fine. You, you I'm going to suggest not, and maybe telling the owlbears to go home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're kind of in their home right now, but yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, you, you know, go away from your eyesight so that you're not tempted.
1: Right. Okay. Not tempted. Okay, 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 sounds good. Um, I go over to, uh, to Ravnus. <laughs> Ravnus, like, <laughs> owlbears can't exist outside of, like,
2: a cold temperature, Right. <laughs> <laughs> she, she says that she doesn't know, and I don't think that she's particularly noticed that, that Luckbeak has gotten attached okay. to the owlbears. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> she's really confused about why uh, Luckbeak is asking about that. <laughs> Although it, it does seem like her mind is on something else uh, entirely, so she's probably giving him sort of snippy answers. Oh. Hey. Go ask yeah, mom. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Go ask your mom, yeah.
1: <laughs> I. Sorry, Um. I didn't... I didn't, like, piss you off or anything, did I? No. Why? What'd you do? No, well, nothing. <laughs> but you just seem... I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to say that you're, like, snippy or anything, but you seem a little uh, upset.
2: It's fine, Luckbeak. Oh. Uh,
1: okay. Damn it. Uh, should I push? I'm gonna push.
2: Are, are you sure? Um, she's going to sigh sort of heavily. Like week, we almost just got eaten by a dragon. That should be... Let's just... I don't know. Yeah, okay,
1: you're right. Sorry. Everybody should be resting right now, including me.
2: Okay.
0: I'm going to waddle away. After you leave your conversation with Ravnus, Merrick is going to kind of, like, run up to you, and he's like, buddy, 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 buddy. Yeah? Don't think I haven't noticed... That those little owl bears are the perfect size for us to ride.
1: <laughs> <it
3: up. laughs> Marco says off to the side, they wouldn't make good steeds. If like, oh. Oh.
1: Oh, only if I can get Danny Deluxe. You can have. Wait, is that a better name? <laughs> oh, okay. No, this is where they belong. Merrick. Oh, um. I've
0: I, I mean I've usually
1: conditioned myself yes. to do whatever the opposite of whatever you suggest is. Really? Well, I mean, no, no. It's just that I tell myself that because it makes me feel better. But no, I, I do whatever you do,
0: to be honest. I was going to say, because like the, the one time that I suggested that we go to the, the Splacer Beast racetrack back there on... The rock of brawl you seemed all into it
1: well yeah i, I mean i was really into it and and and, and i mean in the end it kind of sucked i mean when they're not really racing they're just appearing in different places there's not a whole lot yeah i the didn't the really sports. understand yeah. how it worked yeah, either not, not super fun but i mean we did win a lot of money didn't we
0: i mean we took it out of other people's pockets but i mean i guess you can call it yeah,
1: i mean we we won it in a sense well we we left with more than we came in with you're right there you Maybe go ride them do you just want to like get on them real quick now just to see like if it's comfortable
0: yeah or i mean we can at least measure them for saddles maybe talk to brohane see if he can fashion us something yeah i was thinking of going all out
1: oh okay all right let's let's go talk to brohane this is a bad idea (laughs) merrick i don't want the whole episode to be about these (laughs) owlbears. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let you two go off and yeah, do that and that fine. could be a conversation that happens in the background
2: This is
1: Nick's
0: um,
2: Christmas gift to me just baby owlbears <laughs> owl
0: You know, Tom and I did explicitly say that <laughs> when we were talking about this episode <laughs> Yeah, Flapwing and Merrick go off to talk to Brohane who's very confused about the whole, the whole situation Ravness mm-hmm. you're kind of settling in and you see Ezerath, who's kind of just keeping to herself. She warmed up by the fire that Roxana has now gotten made for a little bit. But after she seems to have gotten comfortable, you see she just kind of slinks off and ducks out of the room into the hallway.
2: Oh, that's extremely suspicious. Um, Ravnus is going to watch her
0: and um, look to see if anyone else has noticed this. Um. It, no one really seems to react. Like, she wasn't, she didn't seem like she was trying to sneak. Mm-hmm. She just kind of decides to leave and did it just kind of casually while everyone was kind of doing stuff. You find it hard to believe no one saw her.
2: Mm-hmm. But no one's like reacting. Yeah. But no
0: one seems to think it's a big deal. I mean, Ezareth can do what she wants. No, she can't.
2: Um, yeah, so Ravness is going to uh, like look around at everyone, and then I think that her curiosity is going to get the best of her, and she's going to uh, stand up and sort of peek down the hallway where Ezraf went, just to see what she's doing.
0: Yeah, uh, you kind of peek your head out, and you see that Azeroth, uh has like stepped out into the hallway, and you see that she's like kind of given the owl an especially wide berth, <laughs> kind of nervously, and she kind of quietly walks down the hall and peeks into the next room over and steps inside.
2: (sighs) That's seeming really suspicious. Ravnus is going to follow, also giving um, Agnes, Ollie, and whatever the third one is, a a pretty (laughs) wide berth, and then uh, follow her and sort of like peek her head in the room
0: one of the cubs does kind of see you and, uh, like, kind of step up and kind of excitedly kind of lope over to you to...
2: <laughs> She's going to ignore it, I think, <laughs> but that's really cute.
0: I can, I can hear the internal struggle. I know. Ravnus <laughs> wouldn't do anything, but Fiona
2: would do something. But Ravnus isn't going to do anything.
0: Uh, um, its ears kind of oh, back <laughs> as you just kind of keep walking and, uh, but then it kind of quickly forgets and uh turns around and uh tackles its sibling.
2: <laughs> That's so cute.
0: Be attached.
2: <laughs> Nick really wants this show to be about owlbears now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want you to feel for these owlbears for no particular reason. No, I do. um yeah you you get to that doorway and you peek inside and it looks like this room is similar in a lot of ways to the other room except it does have an opening to the outside with a balcony um and there's rubble around and you can see that azerath has crawled on one of the rubble like kind of using it for cover and is in the process of pulling a spyglass out of her bag
2: okay um, Ravnus is going to speak up at that point. What are you doing?
0: She startles. be quiet.
2: She stays quiet and, and still like watches her. Um, she, she's like mostly out of the doorway. She's just sort of like peeking and probably at an angle so that like Ezerrath can see her but not like mm-hmm. uh, not like be seen from the outside.
0: Ezerrath will whisper. You, you're having trouble making out what she's saying from across the room, especially because with the wind uh, blowing by outside. And uh, she'll sigh and just gesture you forward.
2: Oh, shoot. Um, yeah, she's going she's gonna to go in. She's, she's trying to stay low and get to where Ezareth is as quickly and quietly as possible. Yeah,
0: you can actually see uh, in the snow and ice the, the the footsteps that Azeroth used to take um, which were very deft and avoided rubble and loose ice. So following her steps, uh, you can get out pretty quietly. okay. Things are still not adding up with everything that's around here. So I was trying to see if I could take the opportunity to learn what I could about what's going on. As she kind of like nods outward, looks through her spyglass, you can see that this balcony is located near where the bridge was. You're a level down, so you can actually look up into the left and see the bridge that extended from the atrium you were fighting in and where it had broken off, where the dragon grabbed the owlbear. You can actually see under the large terrace that connects these four spires, and you can see there's several other terraces below, a couple hundred feet down to the ground, but it does seem pretty open, and it looks like it's been cleared the ground and there is a camp set up on the bottom of the canyon beneath the cover of this plaza terrace in the center of these four spires you can actually see smoke coming up in a couple places from fires looks like there's some like tent like structures made out of like heavy canvas and a ship and it strikes you that everything seems a little too defined from this distance And you realize the scale of this camp is gigantic. These tents are massive. And you realize that the couple figures that you see walking around are probably 15 feet tall. Oh, fuck. These are giants. And Azeroth is going to say, I think things got even more complicated.
2: It looks like.
0: You can see that their ship, which resembles, like, a gigantic Viking longship that's probably two or three times the length of the void fair. It's like a Viking longship, but scaled to the size of giants. It it looks like it's made out of ice itself um, and has a large mast sticking out of the center of it. And you see a much smaller craft that is set down on the ground nearby. um, And it looks like there is a large frost giant that is unloading what looks like hunted carcasses. They have white fur and they're bloodied. And they look small to the giant until you realize the giant's probably 15 feet high. So, like, these things are probably, like, gorilla-sized. <laughs> and it's, like, pulling them off the back of this ship. Um, but what strikes you even more is this small ship, uh, small for, like, a giant. Like, it would be, like, the equivalent of, like, a rowboat for a giant. You could see harnessed to the front of it are two white dragons. Another giant is unhooking them, actually, and they stretch their wings and fly off.
2: We need to tell the others, but it's still a week before we can get out of here.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll have to continue to do what we can. um, See if we can still accomplish our goal, but we have threats above and threats below. We'll have to try and move throughout the city as unseen as we can. Plus, this still doesn't also explain the survivors that we found up there. Are the pirates in Gith in league with the giants? Or how did they even... How did they become you know, entwined with this place. I, I guess there's still just a lot of questions to figure out.
2: That's what it seems like. I'm not sure how this all fits into everything, but I think we need to be very cautious moving forward if we want to make it out of here.
0: She'll And to be honest, um, the stories that we've had, the, the Gitzari have had about the Pirates of Gith spoke of their ruthlessness and such but i never imagined they would do something as cruel as sentence people to this fate and knowing that's get get mixed up with them it's troubling disturbing
2: they can come up with crueler i'm sure
0: she'll tuck her spyglass back into her bag and say well we probably shouldn't push our luck out here in the open she says with an eye to the sky Uh, And she'll kind of move to start heading back, and she'll say, hey, one more thing. Are you okay? She kind of says, gesturing. (laughs) You seemed a little, I guess, apprehensive during our descent.
2: Well, like you said, things just keep getting more complicated. It seems more and more like we're never going to leave this
0: place. I don't know about that. It's a shitty place, but I think we've all seen just as bad, if not worse.
2: Maybe. And uh, she's going to get up to you, follow Ezra.
0: Well, if we can find some information about uh mutual problem, the whole situation, and gesture kind of vaguely to your forehead with what's going on with that, then I think it would all be worth it, don't you think?
2: If we make it out of here alive, then maybe.
0: Fair enough she will head back back in the main room marco are you doing anything in particular
3: i would probably be sitting away from the group at that moment like just kind of like jotting stuff down in my notes um kind of just with a perpetual like grimace Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and i imagine you did like a once over of the room um you did notice that there are bookshelves here um some intact some not so but uh the one thing that strikes you and something that has been kind of nagging at you this whole time the whole descent through this tower um for being in a library city you have not seen a single book
3: yeah i think that he would probably like uh marco would probably be sitting there just thinking of that as just being an oddity at first like he kind of ponders it and he thinks we're currently in like what's the word i'm looking for this academy, we haven't been in libraries, we've been in classrooms, but I think the more he's thinking about it, it just seems odd. So, um...
0: Hmm. And it's like, it's been 10,000 years, but, like, this is a magical library, and, you know, this is an artificer's college, there's a wizard school across the way, this was basically a place built by uh, wizards. Uh, there are ways to preserve books indefinitely, and it is weird that you've not seen any.
3: I think Marco would probably, um... Yeah, I think that he'd probably, like, put that into his notebook a little bit more, just on, like, his other copious notes that he's been taking since he's been here. Um, and he's probably actually going to, like, stand up and he's just going to start going for, like, essentially a walk. Um, I guess maybe, like, just outside the door and just kind of pacing back and forth.
0: Sure. The owlbear mom raises her head and kind of lazily watches you walk back and forth. You see Ezerath and Ravness return give them a
3: polite nod and then just like keep just thinking in my own head, essentially.
2: Ravenous is going to go over to Marco because they have information. We we found something. We should we should talk about it. What is it? Well, we saw outside that there looked like there was, well, a giant camp. Um, they had a ship. It looked like it was being pulled by white dragons and seems like a pretty big encampment
3: do they seem antagonistic
2: they didn't notice us but they're giants
3: may i make a check to just kind of like learn the demeanor of your typical ice giant and see Uh, if i'd have that information in me uh yeah you can make a history check okay not gonna be the best it's gonna be a 15
0: yeah you know that that frost giants do tend to the uh neutral evil alignment for the most part and obviously, individual alignments vary, but as a society, that's kind of where they sit in general. And you do also know that they uh, they do frequently ally themselves with white dragons. And in fact, you you could recall reading about spacefaring frost giants in your book, Sailing the Sea of Stars, uh, where it specifically says that they employ white dragons to pull their ships through space.
3: Marco is just going to put his hand in it, like he's just going to face palm and just go. Is there anything else? Is there maybe like an ice volcano? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what else could there possibly have seen? Is there there another blizzard coming? I mean, I don't know. I mean, what else could we possibly think? Maybe the building suddenly catches fire, but it's cold. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Ravnish just just stares at him.
3: Yeah, like, I, I would say he starts trailing off with, like, various other just bizarre things that come. comes, like, well, what about, you know, maybe maybe fucking Illithids, maybe Illithids, or I guess it, you're probably hearing GIF right now are going to come storming through here. Why not? Let's throw even
0: more in there. Ezerath looks really confused. The two owlbear cubs just across the atrium kind of, like, tuck their ears back and go and hide behind their mom. Oh,
2: Tanner, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think-
3: Marco's like currently like I mean he's just kind of going off so at least in this time saying gif to Ezra's not going to be seeming too bizarre it's just a deluge of other things but yeah um he's not even noticing the hell as he's just kind of like starts breathing heavy and he's just like thank you for letting me know um maybe we should go tell the others
2: probably and they go to tell the others
3: (laughs) yeah okay everyone um I do believe we have some more news that uh, Azeroth as, as and, and Ravnus were so kind enough to gather for us. So, do you want to tell them?
2: There are ice giants down below.
0: Roxana will cock her head confusedly. Giants? I was unaware of any giants in the system.
2: It seems like more people know about this place than we previously thought. There are more things too. Inhibit us, I guess, from doing
3: this. This world is full of surprises, isn't it?
0: Uh, Scriv is gonna say it is mildly surprising, but the planet was known for some time. It was just located further into the system than most people dared venture thus far. It stands to reason that, given enough time, it would have been stumbled upon by several individuals by now, certainly within the realm of possibility so what do we want to do
3: um marco is just gonna say just kind of incredulously just like i'm i'm going to go think on that give me a second he just goes walks off back back into the other room and starts pacing again this time faster
0: uh as you 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 leave the room uh merrick is gonna kind of cock an eyebrow and just to the general room kind of point and like is he okay because i'm starting to think he's not okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh I think the camera pans over to Luckbeak, who is just gleefully like the biggest smile on his face while he's has mounted the uh, the uh, <laughs> owl bear.
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> Brohane has given you like a make made like a makeshift saddle with like a belt and some scrap leather <laughs> just to give you something to hold on to. <laughs>
1: There's a single tear that falls from his eye as he says his name's Willard.
0: It's always been Willard. (laughs) Marco, uh, you're out in the hallway. You're you're pacing back and forth, and you hear Cyrus uh in the back of your mind say Is everything okay? No.
3: I mean it seems like on this task that i personally co-signed on that saying that this would be a worthwhile endeavor everything has gone wrong in the past what how long we've we been here what five hours i don't know
0: you're asking the wrong person
3: i'm well aware of that it's more <laughs> rhetorical <laughs> This, this world is in an, an ice age instead of the beautiful land that you once saw. There are stranded people. We got attacked by an owlbear. There are no books in a fucking university, so that's odd. Most of the machinery didn't work. We had to climb down a set of stairs. There's two white dragons just gleefully hunting us, and now there's just a collection of ice giants doing fuck-all-knows-what, I guess, hunting seasons upon us. So, yes, I mean, you'll have to forgive me for not being optimistic in this moment, but all things considered in my life, um, you know, it's not looking too good.
0: Uh, yeah, when you put it that way, it does, doesn't sound great. Um, but I mean, it doesn't mean that our task is impossible. There are lots of ways to move about the city without venturing outside. We perhaps could find one to get to where we need and collect the information. Between what I recall, the information that you can get from the librarian, um, we just need to pick a destination and go.
3: What would you suggest that we could get to first? Um, My mind's fried right now, Cyrus, help me out here.
0: Well, I suppose it depends on if our priorities are to go to the base of operations for my order, the Rift Centuries, that would be the greatest concentration of information regarding illithids. Um There's also the task for Archon Nasticia. Um However, you would probably need to inquire with the librarian where the offices of that Archon are located. Um, beyond that, it sounds like information could be found in the Catacomb District, uh, which makes sense. That's where most of the rarest and deemed most important information is kept by the Kratorian Empire mm-hmm. but depending on what information you're looking for there's any number of other locations that could be visited
3: um librarian yes is there is there anything else I should call you aside from librarian
0: I have mentioned that my name is Index and you can call me Dex for short
3: Index yes um, um sorry uh Dex where is no the no apology necessary. Where is the office of Actuary Galenus Prolego?
0: Searching for the offices of Actuary Galenus Prolego. One moment, please. And he kind of, like, sputters and sparks. In a way that you don't think is normal. But after a second, he stops and says... The actuary is located in the Catacomb District.
3: Well, that's easy enough. Um, What is closer. The Rift Centuries or the Catacomb District, decks.
0: Well, let me show you. And you see that the orange glow of the Cinder Shard in the center of it grows brighter and a three-dimensional map of the city is projected in all directions with the librarian floating in the center you do see that it is like a dozen levels deep with spires extending higher up than that with lots of interconnecting bridges and terraces it's very complicated and a shimmering spark is located in the eastmost end near a large dam that spans the canyon and another one is located in the opposite direction near the like northwestern end of the city and the one to the west near the dam sparks and says this is the offices of actuary per Lego. the other one flashes and says this is the location of the headquarters of the Rift Centuries and then a third one flashes in the middle kind of towards the southern edge of the canyon. And this is where you are located, in the south spire of the Grand Quadrivium.
3: Okay. um, Dex, can you get me the easiest path inside to the Catacomb District?
0: Calculating. (laughs) (laughs) And you see that there is a tiny shimmering line that kind of weaves its way, Throughout the entire like the entire map from your current location to that one cyrus will chime up and says i would be hesitant to assume that that path is unobstructed now um, as i'm not certain the librarian's capabilities of adapting to the changes that have occurred here
3: i didn't think so odds are there's probably going to be multiple obstacles but if this is the quickest route then maybe we can Take it to the best of our abilities and deviate when necessary.
0: Sounds like a plan. All right. Um. I guess I'll tell the others, and uh... you go to turn to go back in, and so you're standing in like the hallway. Uh, And like down one of the spokes of the hallway, you do see in the distance, it is open to the outside, which at this distance is not much more than just a white archway, just from the light coming from the outside with all the snow and ice. And as you kind of turn to go in, you see movement out of the corner of your eye and you glance in time to see what looks like a spectral barn owl look at you and turn and fly off. Um
3: may i make a perception check to see if i am like can verify that 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 is what i saw
0: uh you don't need to make a check it did look exactly like hannah's owl.
3: um i think that marco would probably just start going towards it
0: okay
1: I know i'm supposed to want to love these owlbears but really i just want to adopt dex he's
3: my favorite <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, okay, you stay in your lane <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> marco gets all the disembodied magical voices
3: <laughs> right,
2: right, right. with great power comes great responsibility in a city forever in the throes of the battle of good versus evil a new team of heroes is arising Follow the action-packed adventures of superheroic teens, Limelight, Juno, Jackrabbit, Blazar, and Strawvix as they uncover corruption, fight the bad guys, and defend their high score at the arcade. A new generation is rising in Halcyon City. The team is standing on the shoulders of giants, and they have a long way to fall. Fables Around the Table Super premieres July 28th, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: See, the truth is though, if we really wanted to like make it big, what we'd do is we'd like pick one of the other podcasts and like figure out a way to start B. <laughs> <laughs> we need to YouTube drama our way up the totem uh, pole. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is how this works. Like truly, it is a mark of our honor that we haven't done this.
2: Oh shit! Who can we who can we
0: start fights with? We need to start a fight with it's all been done, a bare naked ladies podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh you're right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What what would we fight over, though?
0: Saker. Saker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just make it really Oh, so it's really just us versus Evan. It's yeah. Like, that's what this is.
0: Check out patreon.com slash project derailed and subscribe for more Derailed Off the Rails.
1: Project